Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. You can also join us in the chat room on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And you can Skype, uh, connect via Skype from that page as well. Finally, you can always leave your questions, comments, and concerns over at Excuse me, liberaldan.com. I'm having um, some minor technical difficulties getting that thread up. I uh, may have to fix that after the show, but once that happens, I will post the threads and that will be uh, back up and running. Uh, so today I am looking to, um, I'm going to be discussing the, or live tweeting the, or live broadcasting uh, Donald Trump's speech on immigration as soon as that starts. Um, so I'll be, uh, trying to follow it along as they air it. Um, but until that happens first, I will start, uh, with this week's headlines. Colin Kaepernick made the news by refusing to stand for the national anthem because of police brutality and a systemic culture of violence by law enforcement against persons of color. I, for one, stand with Colin Kaepernick. Oh, wait. Makers of the EpiPen have offered a discount program to help low-premium, high-deductible plan holders uh, get the products. If there is time in this show, I will explain that scam to you in more detail. Uh, According to Fortune magazine, McDonald's reported that after increasing wages, turnover was down and customer service ratings went up. Imagine that. Treat employees like they're worth a damn and they'll actually act like they're worth a damn. Anti-abortion groups are suing Uh, for their rights to counsel patients going into Planned Parenthood and other places that provide abortions. Uh, I don't understand in what world they feel that they have the constitutional right to counsel people who do not want to be counseled. Seriously, you you do have the right to share your opinion with others, but you don't have the right to force them to listen to it. And finally, in sad news, as everyone's heard, after Gene Wilder passed away this week, I hope he finds himself in a world of pure imagination. And that was this week's headlines. Now, one thing I do want to bring up by um, before this um, speech by Trump starts uh, is the um, the uh, moral story. Or the, well, why Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to me was a great movie, and it was in part because you know good acting, a good story, but. Part of the fact that it was a good story was that it was a good moral story. It 
it you had Charlie and there with a bunch of other kids who were spoiled. Lots of spoiled rich kids, kids who really didn't care about anybody else. Then Charlie, who was a good kid. Uh, all of the spoiled kids who always wanted and got what they want, um, they wound up not getting anything good at the end. A um, little creepy in that you, it's kind of left to question as to whether or not um, those uh, what, what state those kids were in at the end of the at the movie. Um, but even though that Charlie felt that he was getting a bum deal by uh, Willy Wonka, that at the end of the movie, and I, I shouldn't have to say this, but spoiler alert, um, at the end of the movie, he still did the right thing. He gave uh, Willy Wonka back the everlasting gobstopper, and he was willing to go away and, and not take advantage of you know the opportunity to get a lot of money um, from Slugworth, uh, who wound up not being Slugworth, um, to sell the product to other people. So, and, and even, and another thing that it says is, so for first thing it says that if you do the right thing, you know, if you do, if you act right, if you're good morally, that, that it's the best way to live your life because ultimately you end up being the happiest. And the second thing it says is that even if you mess up a little bit, like Charlie did, and he didn't follow every single rule, he he ruined the bubble chamber, and at the end of the day, it, you know, he was able to redeem himself despite the fact that he, you know, messed up a little bit. So even if you do mess up, this, as the story shows, you still have an opportunity to make the right decision at the end. So it, it's a very good, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you type of story, and you know, I think it sends a really strong moral message. I mean, religions have been started on less than what Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory um, was able to uh, uh, give in, in terms of morality and teaching people the, the correct way to act. So, you know, it's one movie I look forward to having watching with my kids uh, repeatedly, and I'm sure the next few times I watch it, I'll probably tear up because of the fact that you know, of all the celebrity deaths that have been taking uh, place, uh, you um, you know, this has been a very brutal year when it comes to celebrity deaths, and a lot of people who, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people had connections to these people, but to me, you know, Gene Wilder has been in such classic movies, movies, movies that I like, like for example, you know, some movies that I don't even know that a lot of people have watched. You know, and at least in my peer group. I mean, of course, people have seen Blazing Saddles, and of course, people have seen uh, Willy Wonka and the, and the Chocolate Factory. But movies like Silver Streak, I used to watch that movie all the time. I used to love that movie. Um, you know, all of the movies that he did, you know, with you know Richard Pryor, that's just a classic duo. You have um, the uh, the Cisco Kid. A uh, story about a rabbi played by Gene Wilder, who's traveling across the country to go be the new rabbi at a San Francisco synagogue, and along the way he winds up meeting up with and traveling with a cowboy, uh, a little crooked cowboy perhaps, um, Harrison Ford, who is also, you know, he does he has a bit of a moral compass as well, to see uh, that 
what happens, you know, in interactions between two. I mean, you know, I, I love Harrison Ford as well. And to see that, you know, the inter- the play between the two of them is really good. And, and to, you know, see him be like, you know, trying to do the right thing, regardless of the fact that, you know, he's going to follow his religion and have faith. And, you know, it's, I, although part of that movie actually does get it wrong. Um, and, and I've, and I've criticized that before, um, you know, on my personal Facebook page, but, you know, one of the things that that movie did get wrong is that there's a scene where it's the Sabbath, it's Saturday, and they are uh, bad guys are are getting catching up. They have to know that they'll potentially catch up to them at some point in time. They, you know, Harrison Ford is urging, you know, when you need to go and you need to ride this horse, and but Gene Wilder won't get on the horse and ride. He will walk with the horse because it is the Sabbath. Um, and he's forbidden from riding the horse on the Sabbath. But once the Sabbath is over, uh, you you can get back on the horse. And there's a scene where they're getting closer and closer to the mountains, and the sun is getting closer and closer to going over the mountains. And then at the end of the day, then once once the sun gets down, they hop on the horses and they ride away. So, but that's actually incorrect as according to Jewish law which would state that saving a life uh, is paramount. So Gene Wilder's character would absolutely uh, be justified in saving his own life by hopping on a horse and getting the hell out of Dodge or somewhere else in the West, the old West that he was in. So you know, the, that, that is a bit of an incorrect representation of the Jewish faith. Uh, however, you know, I guess you know, it is put in there for dramatic effect. And, I'm sure not a lot of people are nitpickers like myself who are going to sit there and go, oh, that's really not correct. And it also brought up another, you know, hypothetical, uh, if we're good, we're still waiting on Trump's speech to start live. Um, But we're still, um, whatchamacallit, Um, what happens, what happens if there's like a train and a tunnel through that mountain and the sun set on the other side of the mountains. Uh, and then you hopped on a train and rode through that tunnel and got to the other side of the mountains. And then the sun hadn't set on the other side of the mountains. Would you then be in violation of the law, ignoring the fact that they're being chased, but just imagining that they're not being chased and they can travel at a normal rate. If that Does it mean that you've not traveled uh, enough uh, or do you have to stop again because you've, you've made it now not sundown again? Or was the idea of the sun going down on the other side of the mountains an incorrect way to look at it as well? It's probably the latter. It's probably the sun has to literally go down over the side of the earth, not necessarily over the side of mountains. And if, Because if, if, should, if you're on the other side of those mountains, um, you should not... Um, you wouldn't be able to do things that would violate the Sabbath. Anyway, so we're still waiting on that Trump speech. Let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. Um, take your calls as well, 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Uh, this is Liberal Day in Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and on a mess. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Uh, you can also listen uh, to the podcast after the live broadcast and all previous podcasts um, on iTunes. Just search Liberal Dan Radio on iTunes. You can subscribe there. And I would ask that everybody give, you know, Give a little thumbs up. Give a little, um, give a little bit of you know recommendation to the show that help help push it up in the ratings a little bit, and that would be very helpful for uh, everybody, uh, for for me to try and get you know my show promoted to more people, um, and that's gonna that would be helpful. Um, and we're still waiting on Trump to start, um, and Trump had an interesting day. You know, Mex- he went to Mexico. He spoke to the um, Mexican president, he did, uh, the Mexican president did say that they, were, they would in no way pay for the wall. Of course, Trump would say, oh, they, they'll pay for the wall, and it'll be great, and I'll build that wall to be the best wall ever. Um, but we're going to see, you know, if, if, if he literally does soften it to the people or if he's going to keep on promoting what he started with. And, of course, you know, one has reason to believe that, you know, even if he softens now, it's, it, it would be hard to believe that he's actually doing a softening or that he is he is just softening it for purposes of how he looks. Cause there are a few stores that use the O word. Um, how he looks as opposed to, you know, what he actually will want to do once he gets to Congress. And, of course, there's the idea of, well, will he be able to do what he wants to do once he gets to Congress? Because... Uh, there's likely to be some levels of obstruction, but I don't think that you know, just because somebody is, you know, can't just because somebody can't do things doesn't mean that oh well I should ignore what they want to do. You know that that they want to do something should be bad enough for me to reject them. So anyway, as we're as we're waiting on on Trump, uh, Herr Donald to speak, I do have a couple other things to bring up, I suppose. Um, I do want to talk about an idea for a future show that I'm working on. Um, I I have been a victim of a scam 
when it came to home warranties, my story, I'll share my story on that show as to how um, they operated and how they were able to get lots of money out of me uh, for a product that they were supposed to cover, um, you know, repairs and things on my house. Um, and other, there are, that company is actually shut. That company went away. That The New York, uh, state of New York's attorney general shut them down. They, were, they had a ruling against them. They're no longer to operate, allowed to operate and do business in the state of New York. Um, so they are scam artists. Or they were scam artists. However, I'm wondering about the wording because it says that they can't do home warranties, but then they, I started hearing on the radio ads for auto warranties and wondering how, what, what other businesses these, other, these, these crooks went into in order to try and you know, get more money off of innocent people. Uh, but there are other, you know, I hear a lot of, uh, there's the commercials of talking, like I think it's AES home warranty or something like that. It's, it's, it's the ones that talk about whether or not you get covered if your if your water heater goes down. However, um, you might not be you're, you might be covered. You're not you're not covered by your homeowner's insurance, uh, but you are covered um, for that for a home warranty. But homeowner's insurance will cover things like a zombie apocalypse, trying to make homeowner's insurance sound ridiculous, which to me is doubly irresponsible. Uh, you do want you shouldn't be telling people not to get homeowners insurance or or begrudging people's purchasing of homeowners insurance and making them think that a home warranty is going to be so much better for them uh, and it won't and b you have you know the idea that they are going to cover these certain things when in practice it turns out that they're very unlikely to do so the very, i I've, i had one home warranty and the reason I got the second home warranty is because when I purchased a house previously, it came with a home warranty that included an inspection, and they were supposed to do certain kind of tests on all of the pipes. And the first time we ran laundry in that house, uh, the, the water backed up from the pipe and started flooding into the house. And I was very, very upset, and I called them, and I complained, and they were supposed to send somebody out to deal with it. And they said, well, we don't deal with problems under the house. I'm like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that you were supposed to test this and you didn't. And, it, and they went and they tested it and they sh- it sh- proved that they didn't do the appropriate tests and they covered the repair. So to me, that said to me, oh, well, these might be a good things to have. And then I was greatly proven wrong um, as to the, as to A, the necessity of these things and B, the honesty of the people running them. So if, if you were a victim of a home owner, of a home warranty scam, or if you have a home warranty company currently and they're having problems with them, please, I'm, I'm telling you, just email me at liberalbandradio at gmail.com. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll see what your story is like. And I'm more than happy uh, to discuss your problems and your situation on the show because I want to try and spread a light and it might be something that I do over the course of several shows. I haven't really decided that yet. I may do one show. I may be, make a little focus on it each show um, as, as something to, uh, to talk about. We'll see. We will definitely see. We will definitely try and, and, and you know, make that some more, a thing that I look at for a little bit right now. Because I think that my experience with it, my problems that I've had with other home warranty companies, I think, can, can, can really, really help 
in this in this conversation because I know what they do. I've been through it, so I can maybe better try and help people to avoid getting scammed. And to me, avoiding getting scammed ultimately rests on the idea of don't get a home warranty. You would probably do much better uh, taking money that you would put into a home warranty, putting into a savings account, and then when you need uh, to make a repair, withdraw money from that savings account, and you will wind up having more money towards that repair than you would going with a home warranty. I would probably bet you dollars to donuts that would be the case. And, you know, I think it's supposed to say mean that when you say dollars to donuts, that dollars are more expensive than donuts, but there are some donuts that are more expensive. So, so the phrase, I think, betting dollars to donuts may not be an app, a, a good phrase to use anymore. <laughs> but anyway, so there's that. And we're still waiting on, on Donald Trump the Donald uh, to get up there and start speaking about uh, the issues. Um, but, you know, let's talk a little bit about, I guess, um, there's been a lot of rigmarole, a lot of, a lot of criticisms going on about uh, Colin Kaepernick and how he refused to stand for the national anthem. Um, and he used his, his celebrity and fame uh, to try and influence people uh, to, to shine a light on their problem. And, and ultimately it worked. I mean, his not doing it got national attention. People are talking about it. Of course, people are talking it in a negative way, um, but people are talking about it. People are actually you know, discussing this issue even more than they had been. Why? Because he did what he did. And that's great. I think it's good that he was able to do that. Now, there are people who may disagree with the, the mechanism in which he used it, but can you really argue with the mechanism if it got the desired results of at least getting people to talk? Uh, I think the ultimate desired result is to end the problems that he's seeing. Um, but the problems that he's seeing is obviously not going to be stopped by one person not sitting down or not standing up to the uh, national anthem. But it, people talking about it will. People trying to find a solution. Um, and there, there's one thing that's really I find to be um, interesting here um, is that every single time people want to talk about a crime or, or, or the murder of black people by the cops, the people always want to bring up, well, what about black on black crime that kills more people, black people than cops? Well, here's what I would say to that. And I may, be, I may make a more specific video about that later, um, but here's what I, I say to that idea. The general concept is that you don't, if, if, if a black person kills another black person, just random black people in the street, if they kill each other, you don't know them. Don't, not, neither of those people are people that the average person just looks to and, and trusts. You know, I don't, I don't what I see of this person shot some other person in the 1400 block of wherever, if it, if it actually, you know, I, I don't go like, oh, man, I, you know what? I really, I'm supposed to trust one of those individuals, the, the one I was supposed to trust the person that did the shooting. How can I, you know, this, this is an affront to me. This is a, you know, I mean, obviously I don't want it to happen, but I'm not going to be sitting there and say, well, I, I'm losing trust in society because one person murdered somebody else. However, when a police officer, police are supposed to be the people who are trusted. They're supposed to be the people that, that individuals go to if they have a problem. If, if, if I'm 
scared for my safety, I want to call, be able to call the police. If I have concerns about things, I want to be able to go to the police. If I, uh, somebody commits a crime against me and I want to make a report, I want to go to the police. And, and I should be able to just trust the police implicitly. I should be able to just tell my kids, look, those are good people over there. And there are good cops. But I should be able to say, look, those are good people over there. Those are the people that you look out to, that you look up to. Those are people who are risking their lives for us every day, and they, are, they treat people rightly, justly, and fairly. But that's unfortunately, as we see more and more cases coming out, it turns out it's not the case. You have individuals like the, the LAPD, you know, they, they go and they're chasing down Dorner, and Dorner was a scumbag, absolutely. But that doesn't give, but they started firing rounds into a truck that they thought might have been his. It wasn't even the same color or make as Dorner's truck, but they fired rounds into it. Fortunately, nobody died, but even though there was a settlement with the city, no individual officer was fired for that. You had the case of Tamir Rice, where they just rolled up on Tamir Rice and shot him. Nobody was fired for that. You had the case where you know, you have other, there was a case where um, McDonald was his last name, and it's a little irony because it was happened outside of a Burger King, but he was killed by a police officer, and that police officer is actually, you know, facing criminal charges, but other police officers, before that happened, went into the Burger King and tried this and, and confiscated the videotapes that, of surveillance that actually saw what went on. So you have cops bad cops behaving badly and other cops who are also bad cops circling the wagons and trying to obstruct justice. They're defending criminals. They're supposed to be defending the victims. They're supposed to be doing the work to investigate the criminals who kill the victims or do other crimes against the victims. You had a police officer on video uh, when, um, you know, he was, he was the person individual was convicted for resisting arrest uh, because in the video or in the audio you hear uh, you can't see it in the first police cars dash cam video but you hear the police officer say stop reaching for my gun stop reaching for my gun the second video comes happens to be found from a second car that approached you see that the guy's hands were in the air you see that he in no way was reaching for anything on the police officer's body, but the person still shouting, you're reaching for my gun, you reach for my gun. It's like the South Park episode where, where uh, the hunters on the show were not only allowed to hunt animals if they were a threat to them. So when, they, they, when the people were going out to go hunting, they would then shout, Look out, it's coming right for us. And then they'd shoot like a bunny or something. Look out, it's coming right for us. And so they'd be shooting out something out loud to make people around them think, oh, they're really in danger. This shooting is justified. Well, it's the same exact tactic. Police are using tactics that South Park came up with in order to justify bad behavior against individuals. And that is just horrific. It's terrible. And how does that foster an idea of trust. How does that cause people to say, you know what, I really am going to trust my police officers. I'm going to train my kids to trust police officers because, you know, we see all these examples of them behaving in a, in a trustworthy way. No, we're seeing examples time and time again 
of police officers acting poorly. The therapist in Florida who was um, who was on the ground in the street trying to help his patient that happened to have autism, and somebody called in and said that the patient had a gun, and the police officer shot him. And fortunately, fortunately he lived, but the police officer's defense was, I meant to shoot the other person. Nobody was a threat. Nobody was a threat in that situation. And that police officer is also not going to be facing criminal charges. So if you have not just bad individual bad cops that behave poorly, but you have a system that protects them when they act badly against black people, and you have instances where are studies done showing that individuals who are black are more likely to be stopped and frisked. They're more likely to be, um, they're more likely uh, to have their cars searched in, in an unauthorized or a non-consented to search, despite the fact that when doing unauthorized or unconsented to searches, the, peop- the police find contraband in white vehicles at twice the rate that they do in black vehicles. Vehicles that just doesn't stop for them from doing more searches per capita on black people. So you have lots of examples where black people are treated harshly in a disproportionate way than other races. Furthermore, you know, any other these other examples that are brought up, like um, when I used to talk with um, with an individual um, with uh, what's his face who would call into the podcast, um, Stephen Vandergast. Uh, when you know he would call in um, and we would talk about things, and he one of the things he wanted to talk about was a video from PragerU, and PragerU on YouTube has another video talking about Black Lives Matter, bringing up the whole deaths of other people argument that everybody does. Tommy Laren, that, that's Tea Party Barbie, she does it. Um, everybody, you know, tries to bring up that argument, and and it's just it's it's ridiculous um, because you have all these circumstances of showing well how police disproportionately discriminate against black civilians. Meanwhile, you know, people are trying to obfuscate the issue by bringing up irrelevant crimes to, you know, black on black crime is not a systemic institutional problem. Police officers killing black people, police officers shooting at black people at disproportionate rates, police officers yelling He's reaching for my gun when nobody's doing anything of the sort as an excuse for them to, if for some reason, I guess they may shoot the person that they have, they have an excuse. Oh, I shouted. You know, it makes me really wonder if they are actually trained to shout, I'm shooting for my gun. Are they, do do particular police departments actually train their officers to do this in order to be uh, preemptively, deal with a potential lawsuit or criminal charges that might come if somebody gets shot in, in, in the course of a stop and uh, interrogation or even an arrest. Is, is that possible? You know, with all of the things that certain police officers do, like for example, the case of, I think it's Laquan McDonald, uh, his, when they took the video and tried to prevent it, there was another case where a woman was, was uh, trying to protect her dog from being shot and the police confiscated, uh, they confiscated uh, all of the stuff where videos were taken and only very recently got them back. So when, so when you see police officers who are supposedly good police officers, um, 
supporting or um, they were supporting um, and, and, and helping to protect criminal police officers instead of working to arrest them, then that is a huge problem, and that is a problem that needs to be dealt with. Um, it does look like Trump is approaching the stage, uh, so I will, um, we will be listening to Trump. I, I'm, not, I'm not airing it live over uh, the air, but you can feel free to listen to it on whatever station you might listen to it, and I will comment on what Trump has to say. Um, he's, you know, commenting now on the idea of uh, of what um, a lot of people who are supporting him and they have a USA USA chance. Um, you know, Trump's meeting again he, today. He was interesting. I haven't looked through the transcripts of what he and what the president of Mexico said um, about uh, the topics of immigration and Trump's proposed wall. I did see a funny image of there being a wall already and everyone locking it for Trump and preventing Trump from coming back from across the border. Um, Oh, he loves the people of Arizona. He loves them. Sure. Yeah. He thinks that they're going to win the white house in November because meanwhile in Arizona, there's a lead of, okay. MSNBC is, going to um, return the live stream shortly. I don't know what's going on with that. That is, uh, let's see. Let's switch to this other thing. Live online on MSNBC.com. Maybe that'll have the, the speech uh, where we see about Trump and, and how he's, how, if he's going to say uh, that Mexico's still paying for the wall after Mexico specifically said he's not paying for the wall. So, So I did just get the feedback. Thank goodness. Um, well, we agree on a legal flow of cash, drugs, and people. Who, what, what president is going to disagree with that? I mean, if, I mean, I'm sure Hillary Clinton feels the same way. She doesn't want to, to increase illegal drugs and guns. They don't want to have unconstitutional policies and ridiculous policies and unenforceable policies that Donald Trump is supposed is proposing. So, uh, and he's talking about the, you know, the great relationship that Mexico and the United States has, but how is electing Trump going to help that relationship? I doubt that a Trump presidency is, is in any way going to help the help make up, the uh, make the relationship between the United States and Mexico better. I'm sure it'll help make it worse. So creating what a new relationship. What's the new relationship with a big wall in between us? Donald Trump's basically saying, I love Mexico, but let me just build this wall. So I don't have to deal with you. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to see you. But we can just be, you know, happy, you know, living next to each other as long as there's a wall. Yeah, All right. he says our immigration system is worse, even though the fact that immigration, you know, Barack Obama was actually 
a net exporter of illegal immigrants. The immigration rate across the Mexico border was actually negative uh, during, you know, especially during the first term of his presidency. It got to the point that La Raza uh, criticized Obama for his policies of of kicking people out of the country. They did not like the fact that he was doing that. So how can, it's crazy how Obama can be criticized by La Raza for having a too strict enforcement enforcement policy of our board on our borders. Yet Republicans will say that he's too weak on the borders. It's it's craziness. It's ridiculous. It's it's just more proof of the barachnophobia that is out there. Um, you know, when Trump may bring up some decent points about the problem of illegal immigration, because the people who are you know coming across the border and 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 taking jobs that pay less wages that are required minimum wage then the idea that you know that we should be going after we should be going after the the employers not necessarily the people if if you go after the employers so that they won't actually hire people in violations of our of our of our uh, pay laws then you'll see the supply of those jobs drying up and then they won't want to come across the border anymore because there won't be any jobs for them to take. And, and, and they'll instead be coming across, you know, legally wanting to take legal paychecks and legal, doing legal work and then not taking jobs away from Americans, even though there are definitely jobs that Americans don't want to do that, that the people who come across do want to do. Um, even if, um, and potentially even if they're paid at a, a minimum wage instead of, instead of pennies on the dollar that, that sometimes – they are made. So, you know, I'm definitely interested to see what 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 Trump. Let's see, all these valid concerns that people are having because those people, you know, are lining up to actually take jobs picking fruit. It's our right as a sovereign nation. I can repeat what he says in his in my horrible Trump voice. It's our right to 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 pick. So he's going to pick and choose people who are going to come to the country based off of who will quote love us um, and who you know. And I understand that you can't just let everybody in, and there's a process of going that of doing that. So. And it's interesting the idea that, you know, he wants to build a wall in Mexico and all these people talk about the problems with Mexico. But if you were able to lock up the Mexican border tight, 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 are they not going to come? Oh, he's talking about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities is the biggest lie. It is a, it's huge. Cities do not have the authority to be sanctuaries. For people, it is the job of the federal government to enforce our immigration policies. So you cannot, a city cannot be compelled to do so. They can, a state, a, the federal government could probably could, uh, empower somebody to work with them uh, in cracking down on immigration. But a city is cannot be. It's not the responsibility of a city. The Tenth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment causes or grants the authority to the federal government to deal with our immigration. 
to deal with her borders. So if the federal government has that power, it's something that states and municipalities cannot deal with. It's one of the reasons why the Arizona policy was unconstitutional, because they don't have the authority to legislate border policy because it's not the Arizona border that they're defending. It's, it's, it's a United States border that they're talking about. So the, the United States government, the federal government, has the authority and the responsibility to deal with that. And so you cannot just start saying, oh, well, cities are going to have to do this and that or whatever. They can't. They're not empowered to do that until the federal government actually gives them the power. And they don't have to do anything about it because it's the job of federal law enforcement to secure our borders. And, of course, he's going to you know, wave around the dead body of somebody um, – who was killed by somebody who was here illegally. There was a person who was a person who was here in violation of our border policies uh, that caused a traffic accident um, on Interstate 10 in Louisiana recently. Um, somebody in, uh, I think a government official in one of our North Shore St. Tammany parishes, um, I think owned the company that hired the illegal immigrant uh, who had, was driving the vehicle uh, that did cause a crash. And again, it's, it's somebody, people were calling into a radio show uh, that I've sometimes, you know, linked to from this um, show. I've given clips from the show. These people um, were trying to say that for some reason, for some reason that the state police should be able to pull people over, should have pulled him over previously. Well, why would they do that? If the state police cannot just sit there and go, oh, that person looks like an illegal immigrant. Let me pull them over and make sure that he's not. They don't have that. That's unconstitutional. But it is more important for these conservatives to hate, to hate conservatives, to hate illegal immigrants, to hate people and treat them badly, hypocritically so, than for them to actually think about themselves. Oh, well, this seems to go against this seems to go against, you know, my, my, what I've said previously about the Constitution. So maybe I should rethink it. No, they don't want to rethink it. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's terrible. Okay, so he's waving around uh, several victims and not just one victim. So these three victims are reasons to treat everybody as if they are, are violent criminals. And let alone the fact that a lot, of the, a lot of the issues that a lot of people want to protect, a lot of people want to keep from deportation, are the families of both the families of individuals who are born here um, with the so-called anchor babies and people who you know, were brought here like maybe when they were four or five and they're considered you know, to be illegal aliens even though they go to our schools, they consider themselves to be Americans. And they want to be able to, and they want to be able to just live in our society, go to college, and make a positive impact. And they want to kick these people out for why? What have they? What else? What have they done? They've done nothing except they consider them criminals, and that's pretty damn sad. A school voucher. Well, there are many illegal immigrants that are good people. Many, many. So, so, well, he's saying that there's some good people that are, but most of them, most of them are lower skilled workers with competing against vulnerable. What, what, what of these lowered skilled American workers are actually 
which of these lower skilled American workers are actually willing to work for the jobs that these other people are paying them for? Again, it comes down to the idea that comes down to the idea that we need to go against the employers, the employers who are hiring people at wages that are lower than the minimum wage. If you stop that, then the American people will work those jobs and the supply of the jobs will dry up. But he's not talking about that. He's not talking about that at all, at least at the moment. Um, but So anyway, so he's, he's saying it's not going to happen anymore, that we're not going to have supposedly illegal immigrants are being treated better than our vets. And are there problems with the VA? Sure. But, you know, I've talked to people, you know, especially when it came to Obamacare, they were like, I just don't want to lose my TRICARE. That's all. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose my access to the VA. So there are many people who like the fact that they have the VA. They like the fact. And I would think that the VA actually needs to be able to take in more people who who do service to our country. If you risk your life for a country, regardless of how long of your term of service, you should be able to get health care for life. And that's simple as that. Um, and here comes Trump talking about his idea of how many illegal immigrants there are, that maybe there are 30 million. And they're not going to have, see, this is funny. Donald Trump, who doesn't have an idea on lots of things, is ignorant on, on many many issues he doesn't know what he doesn't know actually you know he didn't know what NATO was really he didn't know what Brexit was he didn't I could go on and on of all the things which he was ignorant of but yet he's supposed to be able to come into Washington and be able to change things um, when, when you're clearly just that haven't taken the time to inform yourself, to educate yourself. He's so he's so high on himself that he thinks that he can just do this without any question whatsoever. It's it's crazy. But he goes back to the 11 million illegal immigrants who don't have legal status. But yet then he's also drawing. It could be three. It could be 30. We don't know. The biggest thing. What's the biggest thing? He's like, what's the biggest thing? Oh, yeah. So he's trying to bring the global warming into the immigration debate, which is a non sequitur. You know, he, he he's rejecting science. Imagine how much jobs we could create if we were to make better for the environment power like solar panels, if we could manufacture create manufacturing jobs, teach people who worked in the coal plants that, and shut those coal plants down and instead have them manufacturing solar panels so that we could have renewable energy. Maybe even give, it, it, would, it would make so much more sense to do that, especially because solar panels are becoming better and better and better um, about how to, uh, they're becoming, um, how even easier to manufacture, cheaper to manufacture, and more efficient in their generation of energy. And with, I think, Tesla developing a battery for the house that could, where the house could operate off of the battery, um, operate with those batteries better you know, than previous battery-type systems so that you won't have to rely on an external source. 
and and then you you could sit there and you could lose power. You know, you could lose your power to the quote grid. But you won't need the grid because you'll have your solar panels and you'll have your you'll have your um, you'll have your battery backups and you'll be able to your house will be fine and your house will be able to you know you'll be able to keep your AC on and you'll be able to keep everything on in your house. You'll be able to keep watching TV even though the the grid is down because you have power. And imagine if everybody had that. And other people could be pushing power back onto the grid um, to may help other people make up for their lack. We, we could, you know, do a lot better job, folks. Oh, all I have to do is mention President Obama, Hillary Clinton, and and you know, they uh, gross dereliction of duty now by surrendering the safety of the American people. Sure, because President Bush, President President Obama was a net exporter of illegal people here illegally um, as compared to all of, all of the presidents prior to him. So George W. Bush and President Bush and President Reagan. President Reagan signed amnesty for millions and millions and millions of illegal immigrants. But yes, yeah, somehow he's the hero and Obama's the enemy. Obama who exports people, who, who kicks people out, who has a net negative immigration rate for um, for during his presidency, but yet he's the bad guy and Reagan was fine. And talking about amnesty, the amnesty thing is ridiculous because of the fact that it, you know, part of none of the plans that I've heard of that I've seen have any plans of just saying, oh, okay, you can be here. No, there's restrictions placed on them. That you cannot have committed a violent crime or felony. You have to pay all of your back taxes. You have to get to the back of the line. That's not amnesty. That's you don't get credit for being here. You have to get back of the line. There's there's not that's not amnesty. If you have to pay something as punishment, it's not amnesty. It's silliness to call that amnesty. He says it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable that he would call it amnesty, that they're calling it. But they do, because, of course, oh, now it's a Trojan horse. They would have all died in the horse by now. Oh, now he's going to talk about the refugees from Syria. So we're, we're supposed to be bad people, and we're supposed to just kick people out. You know, imagine what happened to the ref- Jewish refugees uh, during World War II, imagine, you know, the people, he's sounding like people who doesn't, didn't want to uh, allow Jewish people to come in during World War II. It's ridiculous. You know, people who are, want to cause harm are going to find probably more um, secretive and quiet ways to come into the country. They're probably not going to try and um, come in with refugees because they'll probably need to bring stuff with them that will cause harm. They won't be able to get everything here. It's craziness. Absolute craziness. Let's see. So so the idea that Hillary Clinton now is is a, her idea is a quote quagmire and have quote open borders which is highly unlikely um but his plan let's see 
his plan I'm sure was was concocted by a lot of lot of lot of ex hyper conservatives hyper conservative people who potentially are you know probably a little bigoted who are want to just you know ban all Muslims. I wonder which one told him quote ban all Muslims because that's still on his website, folks. He still wants to ban all Muslims from coming to this country until we figure out what's going on. Is he going to say, let's get ready to rumble? He said, are you ready? Are you ready? Waiting for let's get ready to rumble. We're going to build a great wall along the southern border. Yeah. And who's going to pay for it? Is he going to do his callback for who's going to pay for it? And they're going to say Mexico? Come on. Waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Come on. He's taking a break and he's clapping it. He's allowing himself to have his little applause. Oh, everyone's shouting, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. What already said he's going to build the wall. Now he needs to say who's going to pay for it. Because that's the typical callback response. Here it comes. Let's see, there he goes. Man, believe me. I think that's the, the best way you can tell that Donald Trump is lying, besides this, just the general fact of his lips moving, is when he goes, believe me. Whenever you have to say believe me after everything, it's, it, you have, it's because, you know, people don't believe you. <laughs> they don't know it yet, but they're going to pay for the wall. It's going to be a beautiful wall now, too. It's not just going to be great. Not a great wall. It's an impenetrable wall. That's, that's interesting. It will be a... Now, see, if, if he would... If he would, you know, want to talk about building a, a, a wall, like a, a technolo- technological wall that can catch people crossing the border, all across the border, that wouldn't need to actually build build a huge tower, but uses technology to monitor who crosses the border. That probably would be a re- I don't think people would, would have a problem with that. That would probably be a good, that might be a good thing to do. But this whole idea of the building of the wall, is just ridiculously. And he, <coughs> he's just proving himself delusional though, because he's saying that he, he absolutely believes that Mexico is going to build this wall. He's absolutely delusional in believing that. He has delusions of grandeur. Oh, number two. What's number two? So he's going to catch and release, which means he's going to keep him in our prisons. He's going to keep them all in prisons. So how is that not catch and release? He says that he's going to catch them and then remove put, until they can be removed to the country from which they came, which means that he's going to catch them and release them. So Donald Trump says Donald Trump is, is going to be catching and releasing um, except for when he's not going to do it unless he is. So it's ridiculous. Let me, let me put that in a tweet. So, so wait, Donald Trump is not going to, quote, catch and release, but he is going to detain and deport. Huh? Isn't 
that the same thing? Ridiculousness. It's just so ridiculous. I don't understand how people can take him seriously. <clears throat> According to federal data, talk about if you go back to my Trump voice, there are at least two million criminal aliens now inside of our country, and how many of them are actually arrested and detained already? But he told us not to trust the federal data. He told us not to trust the federal data, then how do we, how, how does he know? I mean, if it's either three or 30, it could be two million, it could be two, it could be a hundred million. Like we could have a billion people here against, according to Trump, because we can't trust the numbers. Well, maybe he hasn't said a billion, but say hello to the police. I love the police. They're the best police. The police live with illegal immigrants? Really? Why are they, why why aren't you why are you liking the police if they're if they're keeping if they're living with illegal people who are here in violation of our our border policies? That doesn't sound uh, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound like somebody he would be talking about and wanting to respect or whatever. Silliness, silliness, I say. So again, if you're if you're just tuning in, um, I'm kind of giving live commentary uh, to the Trump uh, live speech about immigration. So if, I, if I'm silent or I'm chomping, it's because I'm listening. So if you're listening right now live, uh, you definitely want to tune in um, and, and to some other form to also listen to what he's saying so you can see what I'm saying. Um, but I'll probably go for I might not last the entire time. I may go um, if it sounds like he might be coming to an end, but I'll, I'll definitely – I definitely plan the show to go a little longer than normal. So, what are we gonna? We're gonna issue detainers. What's a detainer? What is a detainer? I don't know what a detainer is. It, it seems. I mean, we're gonna terminate. The dead. No, his his policies are not for about criminals. His policies, Obama's policies, are about the children of people who brought them across the border in violation of our border policy. That that's who he's trying to protect. He's not trying to protect criminals. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's just lying. Encountered or identified by ICE. And there's probably... It's not about political. Oh, he says that people weren't detained because it wouldn't be politically correct. There was probably some other reason as to why somebody who wasn't detained wasn't detained. And probably it has nothing to do with, quote, political correctness. It's ridiculous. And when Trump's under all this talk about what Trump's going to do on day one, he's not going to do it on day one. And he's not going to build a wall. And he's not going to make Mexico pay for it. And he's not going to. Stop people from, you know, cities from saying, look, we're not going to 
we're not going to do certain things that, you know, we're not entitled to do anyway. I mean, anybody is a deportable alien if they're not in, here in violation of the policy. But, you know, the idea that we should be focusing on those people instead of like the violent criminals first. You know, Obama got criticized during his presidency because he didn't feel he, he wanted to go after the criminals, the violent criminals, and, and, and not, talk, not, not go after kids who are trying to go to college. To me, that's reasonable, but you can't. Anything that Obama does is not going to be seen as reasonable by these conservatives, by these anti-Hispanic conservatives who are just so afraid of of brown people. They just they just don't want. And anything that he, Obama does is, I mean, Reagan could do this, could have done the same thing, and Reagan could have said, "Okay, we're not going to, we're going to." We're going to kick out criminals. We're going to focus on hardcore murderers and rapists, and we're not going to look at other people. And Reagan would do it. It would be a wonderful thing. Reagan would be great. But Obama does it. Nope, nothing. It's a bad thing. It's horrible. He's violating our rights by whatever, whatever, whatever. It's a ridiculous argument that's being made um, by the Donald um, and his supposedly crack team. This team's probably on crack, and that's probably the pro- one of the problems with it. So terrorists are going to be identified and removed, removed except for Gitmo. Is he going to criticize President Obama for for letting people going from Git- Gitmo, but? Other terrorists, in other ways, won't be. They'll be, they'll be deported. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't quite get his idea. Ooh, Trump's going to make a deportation task force, identifying and quickly removing dangerous criminals. It's like it's what, like the A team, but call it the I team. Oh, geez. They're going to, those people who have evaded justice, just like Hillary Clinton has evaded justice. Are you kidding me? This guy is just ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I don't understand. How, maybe they'll be able to deport her to which people are cheering, which is silly because she's a citizen. It's stupid. Yes. The local police know every one of these criminals. They know all of them, each and every one of them. It's just ridiculous. How do the police know each and every one of them there? Why would the people who are here in violation of our border policy make themselves known to local police? It's just absurd. You know, these ideas are, these ideas are crazy. I just, how he got so popular, um, does anybody really believe Donald Trump when he says that local police know every one of the persons here in violation of border policy? Who well, says that local police know? Every let's make this a number one to me. It's just crazy. Well, how are you going to expand border patrol stations if you're going to have a wall? There'll be no transfer station if there's a wall, and the wall is going to be huge. 
It'll be huge. It'll be huge. It's the biggest swell you ever seen. It'll be great. Let's see if somebody, yeah, man of the people, responded to me. He's a fellow New Orleanian. Detain equals catch, deport equals release. Obviously. We block the funding. No more funding. We will end the things that are not here. He's just ridiculous. It, it's really painful for me to hear to actually sit sit here and listen to him and watch him. It's just insane, you know, that people actually like him. I don't understand. I'm number five. We were at number five. Yeah, they cancel unconstitutional. See, this is the thing. They talk about executive orders, and they say they're, quote, unconstitutional. Executive orders are him basically saying, look, this is how you, this is how you are going to enforce the law. And you don't, he doesn't define, ugh. executive order cannot define the law, but what it can do is it can, I guess, interpret how they feel that they're going to enforce the laws and prioritize, more importantly, prioritize how they're going to enforce that law. Hey, going after rapists and thieves and murderers before going after a student whose parents brought them here when they were four. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's going to add a third executive amnesty. Ooh, look at that. Don't forget this. I don't forget this. I've been proud. I've been touting this during the whole thing. The idea of the Supreme Court. Talk about the Supreme Court. One thing that has. <laughs> he's talking about repeal and replace of Obamacare. They've tried that how many times now? It's not going to happen. But. The 4-4 Supreme Court, because Scalia died, would refuse to put a stay on the ruling that blocked North Carolina's unconstitutional voter ID law, which is unconstitutional not for the ID, but for the other non-ID parts. So, you know, this is why we need people out there who are liberals who are going to be on the court, who are going to actually rule against them firmly and not just have a 4-4, okay, it's not going to happen. Oh, here it comes. Here comes bad judgment. Here comes Huma and Wiener. All immigration laws will be enforced. So if if so if we if he wins, uh, shudder. One thing I did scare a lot of my people with on my Facebook friends list is that is that um, 2016 is is being brutal because it's preparing us for the Trump presidency. And everyone was like, what? Not at all. But, ugh, 
the the idea. Uh, so if he, but if he does win presidents, the presidency, we can look back at this speech and say, oh, well, you, you said you were going to enforce every single law. Why haven't you enforced this law? Because you know he can't. He's not going to. He's going to have to prioritize. And when he prioritizes, he is going. His hit enforcement priorities. He just talked about enforcement priorities, and then he's talking about talking about enforcing every law. It, it just shows that he's just such a liar. Oh my God, Donald, gotta tweet this out too. That's the problem with live broadcasting and live tweeting. I have to tell you, uh, I have to speak. Up. Donald says he will enforce all border laws, but then says he will prioritize. That is contradictory. But what do you expect? So they're convicting them. They're convict. He's talking about the people who are foreign-born, who are who are convicted. So we're catching them. I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Or how is it? How is our country is a mess? If if we're, oh my God, he's so ridiculous. Donald Trump. Donald Trump says we don't know what we are looking for immediately after saying we have arrested we are we are trying a lot of people for terrorism huh he's just so ridiculous how how could we not know what we're looking for after having arrested them we obviously know what to look for if they're arrested and they're being tried. Donald Trump wants uh, extreme vetting. Donald Trump wants extreme vetting.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.